Welcome to Crit Apocalypse, the show in which we talk about media and all the things that that facets, along with a few reviews dotted about for random bits of tech and whatever whatever else we play with this week. With me is my good friend Ant. I'm drinking, carry on. <laughs> Who has a cold right now, so he is not in the best of moods. Mm. And me, a man so hell-bent on getting drunk he's doing it by himself just because there's another person in the room and I kind of feel like that negates alcoholism. No, it negates alcoholism. Yeah, I'm not an alcoholic if oh, I'm drinking right. with someone in the room. Okay, fair enough. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, as long as you're not sitting under a single lamp with a bottle of Glenfiddich, like, you know, TV's not on or anything like that, you're just listening to the Eagles, as long as that's not happening. How do you know about my wank chamber? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those touch lamps as well, so there's these little white marks all over it. Oh, you want a clapper, man. A clapper? Yeah. No, you Switch don't want lights on. No, Wank Palace needs to be a one-handed action arena only. Two-handed and you're doing it wrong. You don't want a clown just... <laughs> Yeah. Um so So yeah, so recently this week I accidentally tasted my own semen. That happened. <sighs> Review your first thing. Well, semen facials. <laughs> that was a month ago. But... It was a month ago. Alright. Well, this week we're gonna talk about some random shiz. Have you? Is there anything that you are looking forward to in the upcoming weeks? <laughs> is there anything you've seen or enjoyed? Life. That's life. Looking forward to not having a cold. <laughs> review your cold. No. All right. So my first review this week is going to be a game released recently for Android and iOS. It is, of course, Pocket Mortys. Oh. We are big fans of Rick and Morty on this program, and you've seen it. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. What? Well, Rick and Morty is an excellent show. Uh, it's almost like a, it's almost like an alternative universe where Doc Brown and Morty are related, and instead of going on Marty. wacky adventure, Marty, yeah, Marty, yeah, McFly. sorry, Marty McFly, <laughs> jeez, um, they're related and they go on uh, wacky adventures that are incredibly irresponsible on Rick's behalf. They I are think they do fine. <laughs> but um, in general, it's a it's a wacky comedy on Adult Swim, and if you've watched anything on Adult Swim, you'll ha- you'll know that you know it's adult animation or uh, or some sort of strange other bits and pieces they throw out here and there, like too many cooks. Um, the game is pretty much a Pokemon clone um, in which you collect different variations of the Morty character, um, all with different different types of attack and move. They use a simplistic rock paper scissors. Um, mechanic to decide which moves are strong against other moves, yeah. and um, yeah, it's all right. It's very fun. It's it's the greatest Nintendo Pokemon game for mobile that I think we're ever gonna get because Never it's not it. <laughs> it's not made by Nintendo. And are you playing it now? What are you playing it right now? I don't know. Let me have a look at your phone. Playing something. He's playing. He's playing Pocket Mortys. <laughs> You're behind me by a lot as well. How many Mortys have you? I've got? only got three Mortys. Oh, I've got like seventeen Mortys. Oh shit! Some got, slime dude. Got like level twenty Mortys. Anyway, it's really addictive. It's really fun. If ever you play Pokemon, it's right up your alley. It's so far up your alley that you might find George Michael there bumming a dude. Oh shit! A blue shirt Morty. Yeah. Um, I give it a very solid um, Matthew McConaughey sense. So it's it's McConaughey after the slump. He's back on track. He's making mud and, and Wolf of Wall Street and stuff like that. And uh, it's free. So why the fuck not? If you're one of those idiots who pays for games where you get additional little bits and pieces, 
feel free to do that. That has a mechanic. There, there is a, a pay-to-play mechanic in there where you can get random Mortys from a machine. But essentially, you don't even need to do that. You can catch them out in the wild, just like in Pokemon. So uh, yeah, I yeah. got a bearded Morty. Was it a scruffy Morty or a bearded Morty? From I have machine? Wizard Morty. And wizard I have Morty. Skeleton Morty. I have Shadow Morty. Oh, I have shit. Luchador Mor- Morty. I have loads of Mortys. Um, but yeah, it's a highly recommended. Uh, I, I just, I'd say that anyone who likes that program, go out and give it a go. And your review. Which I'm busy. All right. Well, stop being busy. Get on review. I've got an Exo Alpha Morty to fight. Great. Oh, he's a Scissor type. You got to use a Rock type Morty. Right. Anyway, so. All right. Am I supposed to be reviewing something? Yeah. Um. What? He's getting scared. He's getting scared. Poor chap. Anyway, um, yeah. What have I been doing this past week? So I don't know. I haven't really prepared anything. I haven't really thought this through, have I? No. No. Um. Well, I have been playing a number of things. That's all I've been doing is just playing games. Um. I got sent a code for a game called Super Ubi Island Remix, which I didn't hear of before. hadn't heard of it. I just got finished. I got finished this fight. Fucking hell. I beat him. Right. Okay. Well done. But it's Super Ruby Island, it's like a sort of little platformy, heavily inspired by games like Mario and stuff like that yep. on Steam. Yep. Um, super cheap, it's only a few quid. Yep. But really charmingly made. Like, it's got nice, simple little flash animation. Kind of reminds me of the. Um, you're drinking that. You just want to get from behind the cheap rum. We've all got nice schmeckles. It is. This whiskey is not. This rum is not great. I am a little bit drunk, though. So. Mm. It's working. I got anyway, Super Ruby Island. Yep. Um yeah, it's a really charmingly made little game. There's like nice little mechanics in it. When you jump on a bad guy they respawn after a few seconds. But um you have like a little outline of the bad guy going back and forth. Because there's a lot of parts where you rely on having the bad guys to get to secret areas, bouncing on them and stuff like that. Yeah. So obviously if you kill them, you don't want to screw up that. So you want to give yourself a chance to have, so they respawn so you've got a chance to do that again. Yeah. Um Oh god, that's awful. We shouldn't have drank it. I'm going to drink some more. Maybe no. it gets better the second time. No. It gets better the second time, right? Nothing. No, no good rum has come from a plastic bottle. <laughs> it's so squeezy. I'm telling you, you got cough syrup. you got mouthwash, man. It just, it pours so easily. <laughs> it's the, it's the you got Listerine. Yeah. <laughs> what is the uh, cocktail in bottom? Cocktail in bottom? Uh, oh, the um, Esther Ranson. Yeah. An old Uzo and Old Spice with a bit of salt around the rim. Because <laughs> it pulls your gums back over your teeth. Yeah. And on tonight's show, an interesting misprint that says penis. <laughs> I was watching Bottom yesterday. I love Bottom. <laughs> I miss Rick now. Yeah. My mate, met, my mate worked with him on a film. Oh, really? Yeah, mate. Was Duncan. it Drop Dead Fred? Because I love that no, movie. He worked on a film called One by One with him, which is the last, last film that Rick Mail did. Oh, yeah. shit. I haven't seen it. But yeah, Super Ruby Island. It's got kind of like an environmentalist message hidden away in there. I didn't pick up on it, but my mate Under the Moons did. Because <laughs> I wasn't too smart, but then it's yeah. like, oh, there's you're on a place called Climat Island, and every level gets progressively warmer. It seems, and there's like bees that are going missing. There's not as many bees around. You got to collect bees up and bring the bees back to the queen, so she can make honey. Um, it's quite a nice, interesting challenge in there with some like boss battles that are fairly, you know, they've got like patterns to them um, that you have to follow. So you have to rely on learning those patterns quite well. Um, Apparently the previous version had like a game over mechanic and they've removed that from this. So there actually is like you can keep losing lives and just have to start the level again or whatever or hit the checkpoints. 
Um, but it's really nicely done. A charming animation. It reminds me a lot of the stuff like Tom Folk does, does for um, New Grounds, like Alien Hominid. Oh, yeah, things yeah. Like that. I played that game. Yeah. I know I've what you're talking Alien about. Alien Hominid, I get that reference. I've got Alien Hominid. It's I have great. Alien Hominid. But you know yeah. it used to be a free game? You used to play it in school. On New Grounds, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Super Ruby Island Remix. It's all right. Give it a try. It's a couple of quid. Now you review something. Um, all right. Well, this week I'm all, I'm going to review review a comic because I haven't done that in a little while. Oh. So you remember a little game called Injustice Gods Among Us? Oh, those comics are shit. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so Injustice Gods <laughs> Among Us was a game by the producers of Mortal Kombat and creators of Mortal Kombat. I guess it was um, written by teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was the idea was that there's an alternative universe that some of our heroes travel over to in which Superman's so dark Superman's evil because the Joker tricked him into killing Lois Lane and their unborn child so that happened yeah. and then Superman killed the Joker and just was hell bent on correcting the universe and the world and everything around it um, that obviously went fucking shitty and tits up and he couldn't do it and, and there was a bunch of other conflicts um, so I've read all four of the first I've read all four years of the, the comic. Yeah, because yeah. it's still going, isn't it? It's There's like... a fifth year now. It's the final year. Um, and it's basically... DC have what I like to call interesting character issues. Um, in which they've created a character in Superman who's very popular and they can never stop making. But who is the deus ex machina to everything. Mm. If ever you have a bad guy that's too powerful for the Flash, he can call up his chum... Superman who will come and shoot him in the face with laser eyes and this is this is something that you can't avoid in the DC universe as seen by the upcoming Batman vs Superman you you got Batman in my Superman yeah. you got Superman in my Batman sort of thing you, there's no escaping the intrinsically linked characters that all rely on each other but the thing is Batman's interesting because Batman doesn't kill Batman doesn't hate people he wants to solve problems and fix things even mm. when the Joker was the person who killed his parents he didn't kill the Joker he tried to save the Joker he tried to put him in Arkham Arkham so he could get treatment or like whatever they could do for him but in this everyone's killing people except for Batman like everyone else is getting killed like Nightwing is I find Nightwing more interesting than Batman yeah isn't like Nightwing Nightwing's dead yeah Nightwing's killed by Damian Wayne who yeah. is um, Bruce Wayne's prodigy yeah, because in the game, one because like there's two Nightwing. There are there's there's Damian Nightwing, and then yeah. there's then there's uh, Drake. Is it? Yeah, the Tim Drake Nightwing. Tim Drake. Yeah, it was it, but well, whatever it was, I don't know. It was, it, that yeah. game was silly. Yeah, it's it's awful. <laughs> it's the comics awful. It's tripe. It's really hard to get behind characters because they're doing stuff against what they normally do. Um, Harley Quinn's a pedophile. That's in there. Fine. Because Shazam, she's attracted to Shazam. Yeah. She knows that that's a child, but yet she still wants to bump uglies with him. It's Fair fucking enough. weird. The just the whole thing is just already, not so. very good. But, you know, one thing that I have realised is that that Crisis on Infinite Earths thing that happened in the 80s, mm. that needs to happen again to the whole DC line. They just did. Did they? The yeah. New 52 was that? No, they're doing another, like... <laughs> what? They reset the whole world again. That's why oh. you've had the whole, like... Batman's been dead for a year and all this nonsense it's just it's it's nonsense it's comics though so it's meant to be campy nonsense I've read Invincible since issue one mm. and I always loved Invincible 
and Invincible has the same issues, but the way that Invincible handles it is people die. People are killed by the good guy because they're bad. You can't have a cure for a disease that doesn't kill the disease. So it's really, really difficult to have these upstanding citizens who won't kill to make a point just letting people continuously kill people. It's. I think that really the DC universe has just become a like a like a metaphor for big farm in America. They don't want to. They don't want to cure the diseases. They want to keep treating them because if they keep treating them, they keep getting money. Yeah. And that's what it seems like. It's it's stupid, and I I didn't enjoy it. I wish that Green Arrow lasted longer in it because he was probably the best thing about it. <laughs> the fact that the one thing this did right was the Green Arrow kept getting compared to Batman. Hmm. And the fact that he's got a got like a hideout called the Quiver, um, and everybody takes a piss out of him. No, the Arrow Cave. Sorry, yeah. and people keep saying you should call it the Quiver, and he's like, "That is better, but it's my Arrow Cave." But Batman has a Bat Cave. Yeah, but this is my Arrow Cave, <laughs> which is totally different. I'm a philanthropist who fires fires arrows at people. Yeah, but Batman's just Batman. He's a philanthropist who has a Bat Cave. Like, and people keep calling up on it, and I like it. And Green Arrow has always been a campy character. As much as I like the the Arrow TV series, yeah, he is very serious. Well, have you heard he's going to be in Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah, in a few weeks as old old Arrow. Yeah, with one arm and a big old goatee beard. That's incredible! Mm. I can't wait for that because they need some of that campiness in. He needs to get a little bit lighter. I think he should be growing the friggin' pointy beard by now. <laughs> I want to start looking like Robin Hood. Get rid of the hood. Wear the hat. Friggin' um, characters as well that feel completely different from the way they are. Cyborg. A character who has a massive amount of empathy. He he has been uh, he has been used in campaigns for for children that have um, lost limbs, people that suffer from disease, from cancers that are eating my life. He has been through the gauntlet when it comes to that shit and illnesses. His technological apparatus that he's got like attached to his body have all been compared to that stuff and and prosthesis and all this other shit it's really clever the way they've used him but when they bring him into this series he's just like well Superman's the strongest and Superman's right we should kill people like yeah yeah pretty up for killing people and then you've got the Flash the Flash a man who literally can be anywhere in an instant who is the closest to omnipotent that we could ever have in the world and he's like yeah I, I, I agree Superman kill people (laughs) <laughs> yeah, totally right, guys. Yeah, everybody right with this? Yeah, Superman's gonna be killing motherfuckers left and right. People cool? People cool. <laughs> this is fine. This is fine, guys. And the more that I, the more that I read it, the more this went against everything I believe. But it was people like Constantine jumping, <laughs> and that's fine. He wasn't in the games. No, but that's fine because Constantine was popular for a little while because he was on TV. Yeah, so they threw him in there. <clears throat> and also, Superman's only weakness is magic. Oh, everyone that's knows okay. that. But that's one of those things. So it's, uh, it's the hard to the, recommend. Like, the game came across like something that was written by. Whenever they do dark Justice League type thing, where it's like all oh, this alternate dimension where the Justice League are evil and stuff like that, it always feels like some teenagers written it. Who's like, you know what's cool? He's going to be Batman, but he's going to be like yeah. even angry. He's going to hurt people. It's Batman, but he's going to have actual bat wings. Do you know when they've? <laughs> do you know when they've done it right? But it's the only time that I've enjoyed anything DC is usually in the animated pro in the animated yeah. films. Flashpoint prerogative. Is that the one with James Woods doing the voice of Val Man or something? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the Flashpoint prerogative. Really I think it's prerogative. I'm not yeah. sure. But um, <coughs> paradox. Great. Paradox. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, great, great little animated film. The Flash runs so fast he breaks into an alternate dimension where he doesn't have his powers. 
um, because the speed force overwhelms him briefly. Mm. Uh, when he arrives in this universe, Batman isn't Batman, it's Bruce Wayne's dad. Yeah. Because Bruce Wayne was killed in that alleyway. CF2 Batman, yeah, it's yeah. what it's, it's so Earth two. two. Like we're is in it. Earth six one six is the traditional one, and then Earth six one seven or whatever it is. There's so many Earths at this point that they've just got to destroy them all, or you know try out just well, Earth six one six was the sly reference to Marvel, was it? Yeah, because Marvel's universe is, is meant to be six one six. Oh, okay, I might be wrong. But I've remember. never been a massive fan of DC. I've tried so hard, so many times to get into this. Like, New 52 Flash. Why does Flash need to have his costume in a fucking ring with a Flash symbol on it that everyone can see? Oh, everyone. He's always had that in the comics. Yeah, you know? but why not just have him carry it in a backpack? He moves so fast, no one would be able to see him change. That's the thing. The ring, no one sees him changing. It's going to be in the series scene. I, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Anyway. It's cool, it's a traditional flash thing. I know it's a traditional he flash thing, but... He starts running forward and the ring shoots out and he goes yeah. boom and, and then he puts wraps it around him. Yeah. Um, but... I guess this is this is a review to say don't read Injustice, the comic, because as a tie-in... I wouldn't read a, DC as it is right now anyway. It's yeah. a bit messy. As a as a tie-in to the video game, it's expansive and, and fairly varied compared to the storyline of the video game, but that's still not enough to make it... Make it mm. so that the character the current, motivation um, and everything else is clear. The current Batman story is quite interesting, in but it's I mean not original, but it's an interesting take. It's like there was basically Joker made this big cataclysmic event, yeah, that killed millions of people in Gotham, and Bruce Wayne, Batman, ended up losing his memory, and he doesn't remember he's Batman. And um, at the same time, the Joker apparently survived it, and he doesn't remember who he is. Um, but you don't know what's been going on there. But he's been this guy that Bruce Wayne just sort of meets and they start having a conversation and strike up a friendship. Um, but meanwhile, Jim Gordon's become the new Batman. He's got like this power armor suit that he's oh, fighting yeah. crime with. That's cool. Um, there's a bunch of people who have taken up the name of Robin to yeah. become the Robins. And um, Tim Drake and all that have started training them as like their little army to fight crime yeah. um, and there's a new kid who's sort of taken on the mantle of the Joker he's like this teenager who's been in jail went out of jail and juvenile delinquent and all this mm. parents don't give a shit about him he has some disease where his muscles are messed up yeah. and they basically had plastic surgery to fix his face in a permanent grin Ooh. so at least he always looked happy Yeah, but his, his muscles can't move from that um, and he's just messed up so they've made this sympathetic Joker who basically just doesn't like anything so he's the new Joker mm. spoilers because that's the latest issue but um, but Bruce Wayne's now figured found out he was Batman. Alfred's getting super depressed because like he doesn't want Bruce Wayne to go back to being Batman. Yeah, he's been trying to keep it a secret, and now he's like, I'm gonna have to do it eventually. Jim Jim Gordon in this hmm. one of my favorite scenes. It was yeah. scenes comic like four pages. <laughs> Jim Gordon, um, they make a pill that makes you super strong and gives you high density bones and muscle. Well, that's what they have in the. In the game to the explain how, yeah, how can't get Green Arrow can fight Superman and stuff. Yeah. Um, so they have this pill and Jim Gordon takes it and he goes up to the watchtower, the Justice League's headquarters in space, hmm. to destroy it so they can't monitor everyone anymore. And um, Cyborg's up there. And Jim Gordon's like, you've got to get out of my way because if you don't get out of my way, I'm going to have to hurt you to get to the panel and shut this down because you can't... Superman's already everywhere. You can't yeah. have this as well. This is making someone a god when they shouldn't be a god. And Cyborg says, I, I want you to know that I've scanned you for your weak points and you don't have long. And Jim Gordon just says, I know. And mm. then 
then dies on the fucking watchtower. Spoilers. Dies on the watchtower, <laughs> just looking out of the earth, talking to Barbara, who in this isn't crippled. Yeah. Oh no, she is crippled. Sorry, no, she's in the she's in the watchtower on Earth. She's in the steeple that has the satellite. Yeah. I guess Batman. Who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, but she's the Oracle still, and he tells her that he didn't have long to live. That he's going to die. It's all over, and um, and it's just a really well written thing in the middle of something that just fucking shouldn't be happening. <laughs> it's just like um, Green Arrow and Harley Quinn have a have a have a like a little moment in which she finds out Joker's dead because that's like the first thing that happens mm. and and Green Arrow stops Superman killing her by taking her to a lead lined safety place which is his arrow cave and she's sitting there and she goes I just missed my my pudding I want him to be back I want to hear his laugh you don't and get she your goes, pudding unless you eat your meat <laughs> yeah what get your pudding unless you finish on him um, but uh but she says, I just want to hear his laugh again. I just want to hear that same maniacal laugh that I've always had in my life. So he life. kidnaps Mark Hamill. So no, so he the, <laughs> it, it ends with him doing the laugh and there's just a page filled with the green arrow walking away, doing the like, ha 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 ha, like the, the broken writing from um, uh, Killing Joke. Yeah. Just yellow writing on a black and blue background. And it's it's great. It's a nice little nod. Like there are moments like that. They're so good compared to the rest. Yeah. And it's depressing because, again, you got my Batman and my Superman. You got my Superman and the Batman. Oh, it's just. I give it. I give it a Mel Gibson sugar tits mode. It's pretty bad, but it's nowhere like it's nowhere near as racist as Adam Sandler. It's still pretty racist. It's still pretty bad. It's still ruining something for someone, but it's not ruining it as bad as. What's more racist, Adam Sandler or George Lucas? I think Adam Sandler knows that he's doing it. Yeah, it's conscious. George Lucas is just George Lucas is just an old, confused man. Yeah, he's an experiment in which man was bred with turkey, and the neck came from. His neck's a scrotum. But yeah, no, it's it's not worth reading. Um, yeah, I don't want to say that because that's a lie. There are people out there that really like that game. There that's are people right. out there that love that game. And on the Wii U, it's probably at its best. 60 frames per second is great. It looks really nice. Hmm. But it's just not worth the price of admission. Yeah, I've got it. So have I got still got it? I put my slab. I've got it on the PS4. And even on the PS4. No, I don't. Even my on the PS4. The collection goes Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince in L.A. Noir. It's even on the PS4. It's 30 frames per second on the uh, really? Wii U. 60, yep, yeah, 60 at uh, 720 upscaled to and the 1080. PS4 version is not much better looking, is it? No, it's not better looking at all. It's about the same. Yeah, yeah. The Wii is a powerhouse for nice looking games. If if they upscaled Super Super Mario Galaxy into 1080p, yeah. I would probably be able to come on my screen. Lovely. My 4K. Yeah. 4K if they release that, like you'll never play it. Sonic Telly. Oh. Just touching myself with the prospect. <laughs> I'm going to go piss. Well, it's your reviews. While I'm peeing, you can talk about whatever you want. You have free reign. This oh, is terrifying. Nice. What are you going to talk about? I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't have that much brain power. <laughs> My next review is for a lovely little puzzle game called Raining Blobs, which I, I should have brought up the lyrics to that Slayer song, shouldn't I, and made a joke about it. But I'm not going to. Um, Raining Blobs is like a super puzzle fighter, Puyo Puyo-esque puzzle game where you're like matching little blobs together and you make a chain of them but the way you destroy them is you kind of create a circuit 
Like you put a, you get blobs with white stars, and you put a, if you put two of them down on your, your group of blobs, it'll blow them up. So if you can create a big loopy trail around everything, you put one at one end, one at the other, they all blow up. It makes a really interesting way of creating combos, because you can actually structure and layer all the combos together so that you can eliminate them all one time, one after the other, by setting them up. It's a bit easier to set up than say. then Super Puzzle Fighter, where you had to stack gems and stack the blowing up crystals. Um, really interesting puzzle game, and one of the cool. You're back now. Yep. Hello. One of the coolest things on the game is that you can have eight local players on PC. What's that? Raining Blobs. It's a puzzle game. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's got eight player local, and I've been I follow the dev on Twitter, and he's like might be patching in a sixteen player mode. Holy shit. Um, the game's really fast paced it's one of those ones where when you destroy the blobs it throws the blobs onto the other characters grid like white ones that you have to blow up by blowing up adjacent um, blobs um, but it properly gets frantic I was playing multiplayer I barely lasted like a minute and a half every time if I had eight players on there at once um, there's all sorts of little rule set things you can adjust um, one gripe I had with it was I thought the grid was a little bit too small when you're playing single player but you can adjust that in the menu I found out um it's got this really nice sprite pixel art that isn't trying to mimic a certain console. It's got its own pixely style. Are you talking about the Dreamcast, though? No. It's got its own style. Um, it's got anime girls all over it. People love anime girls. Perverts love anime yeah. girls. Like, I don't think there's any Steam cards for it. I'm kind of surprised. Because I would think like Steam cards for that, people would buy their droves. Because people love anime girl Steam cards. Just, just chuck them out. They don't take their clothes off, as far as I can tell, which is a good thing. None of that. That's naughty. Yeah, it's a surprisingly solid Poyo Poyo-esque puzzle game, which is well good. I think it needs a console release. I think it's going to struggle to find its audience on a PC. Um, if they chucked it up on PlayStation or Xbox, or Wii U especially, that would probably clean up. Especially when you have, like, 16 players on one screen. All going mental. Blowing shit up all over the place. But yeah, it's a good game. That's my review. Well, so, okay. Alright, well that sounds fantastic. I'm absolutely mm. enthralled by the idea of 16-player local multiplayer. Um, that hasn't happened in a while, because most people don't have 16 friends. Or 16 USB ports. Or <laughs> 16 USB ports, that sounds insane. What, would you yeah. do it, like, could you do it with two controllers? You're going to need to get yourself, I don't know. Is two that, per controller? I don't know how you do it with like, that. You're going to need AI. <laughs> do, you need, do you need a shoot and a move button, that's it, right? Yeah. Okay, well then you could have the, like, the do controller four buttons. Sharing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could have one analogue, yeah. four buttons, and then the other analogue, one. Like machine style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go mad. Um, okay. Well, I stop there, four players on each controller. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, okay, well, my review, uh, my third review? Yeah. Question mark? Okay, my third review this week is going to be something that might get us a couple of hits. Um, oh, no. I know, right? Fuck! Don't want that. Um, my third review this week is my new phone. I've had it now for four months. Oh. Um, three months? No. Oh, three months? That's the three month point. Um, I bought myself a phone off of gearbest.com. Um, feel free to sponsor us, guys, and give us free tech. Um, <laughs> in regards to my phone, I bought a ZTE Nubia Z7 2K, which is the um, 2K display version of their Nubia range. It's an Android based phone, Android 4.4 right now, but you can go up to 5.01. I haven't yet because everything's in Chinese and I'm terrified. Uh, but not the Chinese. That's That sounded wrong. But of <laughs> the Chinese language, which is like mystical writings to me. It's impossible to, to even begin to understand. I looked at a book, Chinese for Dummies. Um, 
Yeah, I might have just shit the bed trying to even do anything in this language. Anyway, Why don't you just change the language on the phone? I tried. You didn't <laughs> no, no, it. on the phone it's fine. I've changed the language on the phone. Oh. But I'm talking about the, the there's an updater. There's like an external updating software. It's not all as cohesive as like a Samsung or an LG. I've gone from an LG G2 to an LG G Flex and then onto this. The reason I transferred from the G Flex is because it wasn't getting any more updates after 4. And there wasn't anything I could do with that OS. I wanted to move on. I wanted to, you know, find technology, find something new to play with. Um, so I got the ZTE Nubia. It cost me 130 quid bargain or 100 pound. I'm not sure. I spend money quite flippantly. Um, but in regards to the actual phone itself, um, it's been great. It does everything a phone needs to do. There's a couple of issues with doubling up of apps when you download apps, but I'm sure they'll be taken care of by the update. Um, there's an online t- tutorial how to update it, even with the Chinese software. I mean, it gives you pretty much everything you need to know about that. Um, and, and all in all, it's, it's a fine phone. It's cheap for what it is. Technology-wise, it's great. There's a lot of spec in there, and it's been good. The 2K screen looks fucking incredible. What matters is, how does it run WWE Supercard? Pretty good. Yeah? yeah. Don't get any slowdown, because WWE Supercard, man. One of the problems I've found is... memory leaks and all sorts going on. There are games that aren't optimised for a 2K screen. Oh. And it's not the phone internals, it's actually the game itself. Things like Infectionator, they load up a larger screen. Yeah. As if it's, like, 8K. <laughs> then you only get part of the screen. And then when it goes to the game, it's fine, but there are issues with loading and the, the file itself. So I think it's just a display issue on that one. Yeah. Um, but everything else has been absolutely fine I've been playing Pocket Morty's on it every day I've been playing um, other games as well I can give you a couple Monument Valley was one of the first things I downloaded because it's like game, it is like a piece of art mm. um, and about Alphabet <laughs> but uh, oh also also one of the things that you'll be quite happy about is I tried to play um, Star Wars uh, Knights of the Old Republic is that the one that's oh, on yeah. yeah I tried playing that on there nice. I'm not very good at How that game I play with a touch screen it's fine it's just like in a yeah. virtual yeah it, you touch on things to interact with them God, so God. you just have like a D like you have like a virtual thumbstick and then you touch on I feel that's a game you have to play with a mouse no it's not no, that bad I, I mean I played it on Xbox originally yeah but, but a mouse is just an input on a display so yeah. when you've got it, it's super easy in fact it's easier than a mouse because you can there's no slowdown between there's you there's so tapping. many small little menus and shit on that yeah game. they've changed that a little bit but yeah. they've not really optimised yeah. it for a phone but I've played that I've played Star Command I've played Lego Batman 3 uh, Xenoworks Lara Croft Go which is fucking phenomenal as a that. game I played Hitman Go to death yeah. I loved it. I love Hitman games. Even Hitman Absolution I liked. Even the new Hitman... It was Absolution, wasn't it, on the Xbox One? Yeah, that's the one. last one, yeah. Or the 360, it was 360. Mm. Um, I even loved that. I hated the frat boy level, but I loved the rest of the game. Um, and the new Hitman I'm very excited about, but I, uh, Hitman well, goes... Hitman that's being chopped up into pieces and sold. Yeah, so the fucking, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Granix. Mm. That's a good idea. Yeah, because your decisions over the last few years have always worked out well. <laughs> but, How many um, parts? Of, what's that name of that whole Final Fantasy Thirteen thing? Fabula Nova Crystallis. I don't even know anymore. Exactly, you don't know. <laughs> it does. It's failed. Oh. Anyway, but um, anyway, yeah, the ZT Nubia. Uh, for the price, I can't fault the technology. Nubia. There's going to be. It's not yet Nubia. I know Z Seven. <laughs> Um, but it's it's not going to be the phone for everyone. If you're technologically not as savvy as someone who uses a computer every day and mm. has to do a couple of... This is one of the flat screen. You haven't got one of those poncy curved ones anymore. Yeah, or I haven't gone for the Samsung Edge, uh. which has the stupid... It restricts the amount of screen you actually get to utilise and has the curved bit that goes over the edge. Have you not seen it? No. It's, it's curved at the edges, so it reduces the viewing... It reduces the amount you've got to view, and when you're watching it, you're losing part of it on the sides, like 10% either side, so you've got an 80% flat screen. 
It's fucking stupid, I know. It's fucking idiotic. Mm. But that's Samsung for you. Um, but in regards to ZT Nubia, if you're looking for a cheap 2K phone and you don't mind about slightly outdated technology and maybe playing around with apps and, and just cleaning the, the home screen up, fantastic. And you can use you can use all, like launchers. Like I have um, I have launchers for making it look like a newer OS. I am going to update it and there'll be an update once I've done that. But until then, pff, for the price, I can't really fault it. Fault it. Um, and I'd give it fairly strong... Tino, uh, God, this is a this is a hard one. I need to give it like a. I don't want to give it a middle. I'm saying like I'm thinking like it's just up from the middle. Are you making I'm dead trying, air. Now? I know I'm making dead air. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to think of a fucking. I'm, to I'm giving it to make you sound witty. I'm giving it. A, <laughs> don't do that. I'm giving I do it, it all the time. A, <laughs> I'm giving it a John Cleese and Rat Race. Huh. It's the best thing about Rat Race, but it's not the best John Cleese. No. So, probably what, uh, yeah. I like John Cleese in, what was that film? Was it Clock Stopper? I can't remember it's called. One where he's trying to, where he's a teacher and he's desperately trying to get to the meeting. Oh, um, yeah. No, I know the one you mean, but I can't remember the fucking name. It was on DVD for free with the Times like 60 times. Yeah. Well, yeah. What did you say? John Cleese? Yeah. Yeah. In Rat Race. Oh. What about John Cleese reprising the role as Basil Fawlty for a fucking advert? That is a, that is a two out of, yeah. out of a hundred. <laughs> That's depressing. That happened. <laughs> Shall I review another thing then? Well, it is your turn. And as the rules pertain in the ancient scroll of terms, there isn't one, <laughs> it is your go after my go. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to remember what I've been doing the last few weeks masturbating freaking having a flu is not the best thing having the flu I'm going to review <laughs> Gotham oh. season 2 so oh. far oh. I'm only 3 episodes in because oh, that's all they've shown on channel 5 do you want to know what happens no I'm, I'm okay with so far I'm, I think the show gradually becoming one of my favourite things to watch on telly <laughs> it's like <laughs> okay the first series was really inconsistent and it was yep. messy and it yep. was weird and occasionally it was decent um, this series is like so fucking stupid and so dumb and like it's they've amalgamated really campy 60s Batman with Tim Burton gothic darkness with really violent Frank Miller-esque moments and then they're trying to wrap it up in a gritty modernised approach um, whilst never actually given a proper time frame for when it's set like no one has touchscreen phones in there they all have flip phones and there's like all the cars are old 1950s cars. It's a really interesting sort of style they've gone for. Um, but none of that matters because none of it makes sense. Everything's mental. Like they, <laughs> Everything's not mental. It's, it's insane. This, this show annoys me so fucking much. It's fucking hilarious. I want to punch it in the fucking face. I'm loving that like Barbara Keane, who's meant to be marrying Jim Gordon, is yep. a psychotic murderer. Yep. Lesbian like woman. You've got this woman in it. I can't remember her name. Bisexual. Tabitha. Bisexual. She wants to fuck the Joker, right? She wants to fuck everyone. No, he's not in it. Well, he kind of is. No, he's not. Jermaine. Yeah, no, he's Jerome? not. Jerome? Jerome, no, he's not. <laughs> If you're imagining a black man with Jerry Curl from the 80s, no. you're a racist. Because no. you haven't been watching this. Jerry. No. I know. I, haven't, I don't watch episodes. any of it. No. I, I despise the idea of it. You I need to love, watch it. I love me. the idea of Jim Gordon being a superhero. And that's fine with me. Like, have Jim Gordon, like, popping caps and bad guys. That's great. He's the Batman we need. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll give you an idea of how the first series goes, so the second series goes so far, okay? 
They all um, break out of Arkham. Jim gets fired yep. from the job. Well, he gets made a street cop. But um, cool. in the process, he like punches another officer or something like that, pushes an officer. Um, and he gets fired. He wants to get his job back really bad from pushing alone. So he makes a deal with a penguin. And so his thing is, he'll do a job for the penguin, and the penguin will get Loeb to step down. And I've seen two Jim Gordon be with series. Right? spoiling it for me. So part of Jim's job, but this is Jim Gordon doing this. He yeah. goes off and collects some money for some um, bad guys that work for the Penguin. Ends up killing one of them. So Jim Gordon just murders a guy in the middle of an alleyway. Gets his job back. Those criminals get broken out of prison, out of Arkham Asylum. Just a random bunch. There's like Black Mask's dad and all this sort of stuff. Um, there's this woman called Tabitha who's basically like sort of Catwoman, but not. Because we've got Selena Kyle, but she can't be Catwoman yet. She's like 14. But they go on a rampage. They start throwing people off the top of buildings and they've written letters on their straight jackets they've tied them into. So it spells out maniacs when they land on the floor. Great. <laughs> um, Fantastic. That's screenwriting yeah. 101. Jerome takes over as the leader. He wants to be like the crazy and he's a full-blown showman. And he starts like pure, like you think, pure Joker. Like, he's doing all stuff, like, when he fires the guns, he's spinning around and going... It's like yeah. George... Um, freaking... What's-his-face? No, no, no. I'm talking 1960s Batman. <laughs> oh, that's a Batman I like. Yeah. I got the blue like, That style great Joker. Batman. Yeah. Um, Cesar Romero. Yeah. Except without the moustache. Yeah. Um, but it's like the idea of the Joker is in him and everything, right? Um, so, Carlo the third episode... There's spoilers and everything. Great the third name. episode, he's... Spoilers! 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 He's disguised <laughs> himself as a magician. What? Where he's got Barbara Keen as his assistant. What? Holds up this big old benefit that Bruce Wayne, um, Leslie, you know, Marina Baccarin's character and Alfred are at. No! Right? <laughs> and he just straight up kills the mayor's assistant. Oh, he's currently got the mayor locked up with a ca- with a cage on his head and they're just whipping him. <laughs> like, what? Him around After this. slavery? Hmm. But, um... <laughs> So he kills this guy. Yeah. They're going to threaten to kill others. He does a magic trick where he splits Bruce Wayne in half, puts it back together again. That's his whole starting act. But then he kills the guy. Oh, he puts Bruce Wayne back again. But yeah, then he's just... he starts holding hostage. Starts, starts shooting people. This is after they've killed um, a whole bunch of people in Gotham Police Station. They broke in and just murdered a shitload of police officers while Jim Gordon getting his ass kicked in the back of an alleyway. Um, and basically, all this leads up to is the villain who broke them out is going to double cross them. And he's using them for his own schemes. So he just straight up kills Jerome. Just stabs him in the throat. And murders him. And he dies with a massive great big grin on his face. With blood making a big old red lips. And this is like three episodes into this series. Jim Gordon's murdered someone. Barbara Keen's a friggin' psychopath. Wait, wait. You've the guy you out. thought was the Joker has now been like murdered. <laughs> like, you missed out on what happened next. Nothing's happened yet because there's only your three episodes into You're series. lying. You're missing the point of the Joker death. Where everyone starts laughing and going crazy. No, no. Yeah, that's what happens next. No, no. Okay, so the jo- I haven't even fucking seen this and I know what happens. The Joker dies and then the camera cuts to people watching it on yeah, TV. Yeah, they start laughing that's what happens and next. And there's like three or four people that specifically have the big grin. Yeah. And you just see the chin and the mouth and the smile. Hmm. So it's like, oh, maybe that's the Joker. Well, no, it cuts to a whole bunch of people. There's one, go- there's two guys watching it and they go and kill a guy in an alley. Oh, really? And then one of them stabs the other guy and he's like going, ha, ha. Like that. There's a little kid laughing at it. There's a guy sitting in a bar laughing at it. Like the idea is, is that Jerome gave people the idea of this anarchy and all this sort of stuff. Um, 
Yeah, I think I can't hate the show. It's too. How can you not hate it? It's too stupid to be bad. That's the problem. It's... The first series didn't even need to have Batman in it. It could have just been Jim Gordon joining the force, and it could have been great, and I would have loved watch it. Watch it. But no, I'm not going to watch it. You're not going to understand. It's the level. I've watched the first three episodes, and I couldn't go any further. The... I really just couldn't. The levels of camp that are in this season two oh, so far. Are no, I just can't do it. I just. <laughs> The Flash is as camp as I want in my superhero TV program, and it started out. The Flash knew what it was. Seriously, if Jim Gordon like turns into a robot at some point in the series, I'm, I'm going to be. I'll accept it. It's just clearly you weren't around in the eighties <laughs> because there was a Gordon Tron. But it's 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 become so self indulgent and silly. <laughs> turn to a magnifying glass, you can see stuff yeah. bigger. It's become so self indulgent and ridiculous and silly that I can't hate it anymore. Sounds like me masturbating with silly string on my head. You should just watch season two. I should watch season two, yeah. not season one. Uh, watch the episodes with what's his face, the ogre episodes. The ones oh with, no, um, I, I like. All right, okay, I like Donald Logue. Logue. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna segue. No, oh, but looks good, isn't it? Donald Logue, yeah, yeah. Donald Logue is in one of my all-time favorite series. It didn't get a film. It didn't get a second season. It it was Terriers, and it's it's incredible. It's mm. so good. And it's heartbreakingly good. That's the problem. It's not just good in a way where you're like, you should watch this, you'll kind of like it. It's good in a way where everyone would like this if they saw it. It was so good. Imagine a police procedural that had an overarching story and every time there was an actual crime and stuff, you just had criminals investigating it. He's an alcoholic ex-cop who's given up alcohol, he's sober, and he works with a guy who's an ex-criminal, and it sounds so cliched, and then you put it in Tampa or somewhere like Florida or California, where all it is, is they're trying to find out why there's land being purchased that previously had toxic waste on it, and it's one guy trying to get his marriage together, and it's all confused, it's, it sounds cliched, but it's so fucking perfectly scripted and acted, Donald Logue is awesome in it, and um, the other guy is the serial killer from the first series of True Blood. Don't know. Didn't watch it. Ah, oh, shit. But he's he's in it as well. And honestly, it's the most perfect season of TV I've ever seen in my life. It is criminal that Donald Logue has to do this or Ghost Rider or any you of the really other shit need he to does. Watch Golf and Trust no, it's so bad. It's you know it's bad. It's the good kind of bad. No, it's not. It the really good is. kind of bad is eating a tub of ice cream after you've gone for a run. This is the kind of thing where you're jabbing a fucking knife through your wrist trying to just get at the veins. No, it's, no, this is punishingly. I bad. can't dislike it. It's this is <laughs> like Future's End in DC Universe. This is like everyone just becoming a zombie. No. You haven't watched it. You can't pass judgment. I can. I watched three episodes. I want to fucking shit the bed and cry. No, the first series starts off really bad. I'm talking second series is too batshit insane. It's like every version of Batman has been squashed together into one, and there's no Batman. It's weird. like it's the world without Batman. It's messed up and it's weird. Like, how the hell are they going to reconcile Barbara Keane being a psychopath and Jim Gordon? Quite easily. She's got a memory wipe. It's a different universe, Barbara Keane. She's come back from the dead and she's healed. You got Riddler's got a split personality oh, now. Oh, no! Riddler's Riddler! Who's 27 already, so by the time Batman finds him, he'll be an oxygen of fucking Narian. It's... Yeah. Doesn't matter. This is shit. It doesn't matter. Watch it. I hate it. No. Watch it. Don't listen to him. He's Watch telling it. you lies! I'm sure it's fine though. Like it's just not for me. If you like any sort of campy, stupid stuff, watch Batman '66. 
Well, Batman 66 is a comic. But... No, yeah, Batman started in, the, in 66, didn't it? So it's technically a TV program as well. Well, Batman 66 is a comic. But... It's a comic based on the TV yeah. series that started in 66. But this is like if Batman 66 was done by Frank Miller. <laughs> that's a bad thing! That's a great thing. No, that's a terrible thing! Does he go around calling everyone a faggot? No. No, he shouldn't. No, so it's not by Frank Miller. It's got swears, though. It's got swears. Did this, say there's a bit in the first shit. episode where Zaz is holding a guy's head up and he's like puppeteering its mouth. <laughs> in the first episode of season one, yeah? In season two. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, okay. <laughs> season two's just gone like they've just gone fuck it. Whatever. Get rid of Batman then. That's but Bruce it, Wayne. Yeah, be so brave that you could have a superhero TV show about a super cop who's awesome at his job who isn't involved in Batman's shit. Like, just he barely is. separate. But Bruce he Wayne's got his own stuff be. going on. Yeah, Catwoman's standing on the fucking, the gates to his house as Jim Gordon drives out and he's like, he's not like, oh look, there's that, that young female criminal I know of. No, he's like, oh, there's no one there. Catwoman's standing there. <laughs> infuriatingly shit. Catwoman, yeah. So badly She's written. still got to get the idea. So poorly directed is it that you I'm hurt. Watched it. I'm hurt. You need to watch it. Anyway. So my uh, final review this week, Jesus, mm. after that passionate fucking hatred I have for Gotham, my last you review... Watched. I watched the first three, series, three episodes of season one. Doesn't count. It does. That's perfectly enough. Three hours of my life spent on that TV show <laughs> is too much. My final review this week is um, going to be uh, head blown. Um, I did a review for a bunch of stuff on the Xbox One recently, so I'm going to go to a... I'm going to go to a film that I watched recently by Sony Entertainment Pictures that was released digitally. Um, It's a film that not many people have heard of, and I don't think many people will ever watch. Oh. Uh, But it's called Freaks of Nature. No, no. Have you you not heard of this? That's shit. It was released this year. Do you know who's in it? Pat Healy. Who? Guy from Cheap Thrills. Mm. No? Dennis Leary. I oh, know him, he's a joke stealer. Comedian from the 80s. Yeah, terrible joke stealer, yeah. Bill Hicks is rolling in his grave. Yeah. Uh, how about Bob Odenkirk? Everyone knows Bob Odenkirk. Joanne Cusack? Everyone knows Joanne Cusack. Keenan Michael, Michael, uh, Keenan Michael Ivory. What, from Keenan and Kel? No, from, um, from, yeah, Keenan and Pill. Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Pill. Key and Peel. Key and Peel. There you go. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but he's awesome. Um, these five people are all in a comedy called Freaks of Nature. It's essentially a story of a town that is um, completely sedate, but has the presence of vampires and werewolves and zombies. That's normal. And normal people. All living in this society together. One day, aliens attack, voiced by Werner Herzog. What the fuck? Fair enough. <laughs> Who doesn't even come into it till the end? So you can't say you like this sort of stuff and not... Like Gotham, this is just as insane. No, it's not. So the story is that um, aliens come down and all these different species of animal... uh, Not animal, I should say that. That's a wrong term. All these species of creature band together to fight back against the aliens just as they're about to incite a violent war between each other. Like They've all been waiting for this time to strike and they've all done it. Um, And the idea is so... so, uh, It's overdone now. There are so many comics and films and things based on this 
that you don't expect any fresh material and the fresh material is that they start out with just a teenage comedy about angst people getting high and shit like that it's all based around the high school originally Dennis Leary's like the town millionaire who influences everything and controls everything and then all of a sudden it just tips into this alien invasion story that then tips into a zombies versus vampires versus werewolves story and then tips into everything else and it's it's fantastically batshit insane and it just goes mad from there people are fighting people are turned into vampires they've got a twilight algamim that's like amalgam amalgamim I'm not going to teach you the words. So it's got a Twilight um, subsidy in this character who is just a lecherous asshole who keeps saying to people, oh, I'm going to bite you. I love you more than anyone I've ever loved before. I want to go to this point with you. Will you be that person for me? And then people fall for it. And the people in particular, um, Mackenzie, I can't remember her fucking name. I think Davis, but I don't know for sure. She was in the, um, she was in that um, awkward moment, that awkward moment, which is a film I actually enjoyed. Most people hated, but she oh, played. Oh, the film's called that awkward moment. Yeah, it wasn't she played Miles being... Teller's love interest. I've seen. I tried not to watch anything with Miles Teller in it now. Uh, anyway, she's in it and she's a vampire and that is fucking insanely hot. I already find her incredibly attractive and I watch anything she's in because I'm a fucking idiot and I'm in yeah. love with fictional characters most of the time. In this, she's a real person, but she is a vampire. She's not a vampire in real life, I'm assuming. I she don't... Might be. I'm not racist, so I don't care if someone's a vampire. I'm still in love with them. Yeah. Anyway, all in all, it's a stupid fun insane movie it deserves a little bit of praise and if you can rent it for three quid on Vimeo or whatever and watch it it is totally worth the price of admission which is three pounds so it's okay that that's stupid and dumb but not yes okay. because this is stupid and dumb from the offset this is a, a ridiculous premise the poster has a zombie vampire and a human standing next to each other just like oh, we're ready for action it doesn't explain anything that happens and it has comedians that are funny in it that the that place the idea that in your head something else is going to happen that you're not expecting. It's great. I liked it a lot. And it's stupid that I liked it because I know that it's a bad film. I understand there's a bad film. But it's so campy and heartfelt. And it looks like Sony Pictures put 50 mil behind this fucking thing. <laughs> and it has turned out into like this shit pile they've tried to tuck under the carpet. It's not a shit pile. It's made with such earnest disregard for the fact that they're not going to make a trilogy of films. They're not going to make some expansive universe. They're going to make one film. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. The guy wrote the script and then just did it, and I'm so happy he did, because this kind of thing is... It's not new. It doesn't need to be, though. It just needs to be campy and interesting, and that's what it does so fucking well. It's ridiculous. And I give it a... I give it a Mel Gibson from... Actually, no, I give it a Mel Gibson and a Donald Glover from Lethal Weapon. It is the pairing that you need when you're drinking wild turkey because Rare Breed was my fuel for watching that movie and I'm so fucking glad I did. It was great. It was stupidly good. I need to wee. Again, I've been drinking rum. Don't you dare judge me. I'm beautiful. No matter what you say. Stop walking into stuff. No. Matt's gone for a wee. He just told me that he thinks Gotham's fantastic. So that's the thing. Gotham's mental and good. Right. I suppose I should do a last review. Got got vegetable spring rolls though. Um Hold on. Still feeling ill. My last review I'll say I'm having a spring roll.
Right. <clears throat> Coming back. Yep, yeah, almost. What are you talking about? I was eating a spring roll. Oh, shit, really? Are they vegetarian? Yeah, that's what she said, vegetable spring rolls. Oh, really? I, yeah. I might eat one. You can try. Are you going to do a review? I'm assuming she got... Yeah, they're vegetable ones. Yeah. What are you going to review? Okay. So, my last review this week... Yeah. Is Which for... Which was solemn dis... 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 Bear. Mm-hmm. Is for Amplitude on the PS4. Which was a game that they did a Kickstarter for a while ago. It's kind of like, not really a remake, but a new entry in sort of harmonics rhythm action games that they started on the PS2, like Frequency and the original Amplitude. Um, to describe the game, you head down like a path, you tap buttons to play the drums, the synth, the vocals, whatever it is, guitar, maybe. And eventually you make a song and it plays music. And it's all electronic weird stuff. Um, this amplitude is really good. It's like I think it's about fifteen quid. I don't know because I brought it when I did the Kickstarter thing, so I paid ten quid. Um, but the, what the thing they've done that's really cool is the campaign mode isn't just you playing through the songs, like straightforward. It's basically the campaign mode is like a prog rock, like a prog synth concept album about someone trying to revive a brain dead person. And through the power of music, and every song is about like a different stage of revising them. Um, and as you play through it, there's like bonus songs and stuff. So every song's about like impulses in the brain and all this sort of stuff. And you, apparently, the person who's um, unconscious has some sort of special psychic powers or something, and that's why they're trying to revive them or some shit like that. Do they um, play? Uh, did you play separate ways by Journey? No. <laughs> Have you told anyone that's our podcasting song? It's a great song. So here I am. Um, yeah, Amplitude's like, you play for all those songs, there's a whole bunch of extra ones to unlock. couple that are like, like one of them's a reference to the previous yeah. game. They got Synthesized yeah. on there, which was a song that was really yeah. popular on the original game. Um, it's got a Freeze Pop song, because of course it has. What? Who's Freeze Pop? Everyone loves Freeze Pop. You must know Freeze Pop. They're in literally every harmonics game. Broken hearts are breaking into... Um, but yeah, the game presents a proper real challenge. It's got some music from various video games in there as well, which is quite cool. It's got um, one of the songs from Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, Cryptique by is Danny Baranowski. As well, it's got the opera singer and vocalist on oh, it. Really? really cool one. Do you know, I saw Nightwish Live once. Oh, dear. <laughs> Jealous. I saw Sepatura live. Yeah. Do you like Sepatura? No. No? No. I'm seeing Slipknot in two weeks. Oh. I'm seeing Eddie Izzard on Tuesday. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. You shut up and you cut your tits at that. Um, but in regards to the amplitude, is made by like so. Harmonics teams have fragmented. No, harmonics is all. Same so thing. it's one company. So they the just made amplitude amplitude on the side. Yeah, yeah. They got a big company. They're not small. <laughs> Should I buy Rock Band Four? I don't know. Maybe. I'm. I possibly going to be living. Mm. So Rock Band Four. You want to buy the drums off me? <laughs> Should I get the legacy adapter and we just rock out some night? I don't know, maybe. This has become a very intimate conversation yeah. on the podcast. Should we just leave it in? I don't know. How are you feeling We've about got this? Cut all sorts out of this. Well, let's talk about life. Let's anyway, just let's just amplitude. Yeah, how's that it's going? Really good. Yeah, it's got a multiplayer, four-player multiplayer on it, and you can trick the game into playing online. Yeah, by using the share mode on. PS4. I could be tricked. But, um, <laughs> it's yep. it's really really good. 
Yeah. If you liked Amplitude or Rock Band Blitz, which was probably the last game that was like I it. Amped. Rock Band Unplugged. That's not even a fair, that's a snowboarding game. That's nothing to amped do with anything. Free. But um, it's had fat lips, excellent, like, like excellent little rhythm action game. Yeah, very very difficult. Like, really? yeah, when, when you unlock the hardest difficulty, I think there's like a harder mode over that. Um, you can unlock like freak mode, which is basically being, makes it play like the original frequency where you're going down a tunnel instead, which makes quite a bit of difference to how you play the game. Um, they've got control options in there, which is good because the PlayStation's analog triggers are useless for that sort of game. If you got to tap them quickly, you can't. Can't with that. Um, so I changed it to be like using face buttons and stuff and shoulder buttons as a combination because I can do that. But um, yeah, it's excellent. Well worth playing. What would you think about Journey Open Arms to be a d- first dancer at a wedding? What? No. <laughs> it's a great song. I love Journey. You have to dance that song from Dirty Dancing or something. Uh, yeah, that one. Had the time of my yeah. life. Amplitude's awesome. <laughs> Buy it. I've lost my mind, Ant. Yeah, it's because you're drinking shit rum. <laughs> I'm poisoned. We're gonna keep going. You do realise this. This no. is the, this is your night now. Uh, We're not lovers, but uh, we can be. Well, I'm done. What? I'm done. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get onto the portion of the podcast that you love. It's your favourite portion. I'm just gonna eat spring rolls. <laughs> is there anything coming out? In the next two weeks that you're excited about, is there anything that you can think of in your head that you are ecstatic is happening? I don't know. Are you going to go see... We've already spoken about Deadpool. If I have the money for it, maybe. I'm going to see it on Valentine's Day with my girlfriend. Oh, dear. Or the day after Valentine's Day. I'm not sure yet. I I think it's a Sunday Valentine's Day this year, isn't it? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, so I'm probably going to book off the day after Valentine's Day off. But um, me and Tara are probably going to go to... uh, Thinking Camden and then go see Deadpool. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. yeah. So you're not excited about anything? You're just going to keep eating the spring rolls? Me, my spring rolls. So, uh. <clears throat> how are you finding the podcast? <laughs> if you feel like answering that question, feel free to get us up at. No, no. At LV54 Space Monkey and at Critapocalypse on Twitter. We do answer messages, so if you've got anything to say about either of us, then feel free to dial the line. Um, we're just waiting for your call. Oh. <laughs> don't don't quaintly smile at me when I'm putting on the sexy voice. Don't start. Can't you had it. your chance. You had your chance. Like, I'm going to flick my hair at you. I'm going to coyly start speaking in the microphone. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, I can't really stop thinking about you. You, the listener. We're really just... We're waiting for your call. <laughs> we're eating spring rolls. <laughs> Anne is smiling away, having a great time. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the fucking coy smile as you take a bite that fucking throws me from whatever I'm saying. You can find us at... LV54 Space Monkey you're at Critapocalypse we are always available if you have any questions about the podcast you can find Ant at The Film Dump or on his website The Film Dump at wordpress.com or is that the address? TheFilmDump.com It's TheFilmDump.com Yeah I've got a dot com He's got a dot com people the wait is over mm. 
But yeah, we're always happy to take a call or take comments or whatever you have. Just throw it our way. We'll talk to you. ZTE, if you feel like sponsoring the show, just give me, give me a shout on Twitter and I'll fucking suck your dick. All right. Uh, that's been this week's episode. I hope you have a great evening and uh, keep on listening because I'm eventually going to seduce you via ears. Bye. I fucking love earlobes. Bye. Say bye. Bye, guys. Just fucking leave us, will you? Bye. <laughs> Don't leave. I love you. <laughs>